Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessing everyone. So good to have you with us today. I tell you what, that last episode was hurried and harried, wasn't it? The one we did yesterday. <laughs> I tell you, there's so much being said in the Word of God about what is occurring. Remember, we're looking at the Lord's week, the last week that the Lord Jesus Christ was here upon earth. And we're actually up to the 13th day of Nisan, which in uh, the, sort of the layout that I'm using is Tuesday. Now, let me say this again. There's people that disagree with the uh, timing of some of these things that I'm saying. I totally understand that. We don't separate fellowship over such, okay? But this is sort of where I am right now. And this is the best of my understanding at this time. You know, it may change tomorrow with some elements. But the general thing uh, I believe uh, is accurate. And what we're generally looking at is that, you can learn from the feast of the Lord, the details that the Lord gave there. You can learn details that apply to what happened to Jesus' last days. And we learn some things. And people say, well, it's not really important, significant. Uh, not in the greater scheme of things, no. But it, it does go to rightly handling the word of truth. And so if something is clear, well, let's learn it and make sure that we communicate it clear. On this 13th day of the sun, and this would be like Monday sunset, to Tuesday sunset, our time. Again, remember the Hebrew day begins at sunset. Uh, there is a lot going on. The Lord has done what he's done in times past. He's gone out, comes into the city and teaches, and then he goes out at night, comes back into the city and teaches, then goes back out at night. When he comes back in on this day, there's quite an extended passage of Scripture, and there's no way we can cover it right now. He comes in and speaks what we call Matthew 22 and 23. Okay, Matthew 22 and 23, and the various cross-references related to that out of the other Gospels. And I want to read just the end of Matthew 23 because he leaves the temple, okay, and he leaves it and he declares the house to be desolate. So here's Matthew 23, verse 37. And this is right after Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. He says it, I think, seven times and describes what they were doing and what they had been doing as religionists. They thought they were hitting a lick for the kingdom of God. And he's basically saying all this religious activity that you're doing is for naught and is leading my people astray. He says this in verse 37, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were unwilling. Verse 38, behold, your house is being left to you desolate. For I say to you, from now on, you will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You know, so, sometimes we forget that these things that Jesus was saying, he was saying right at the point, right before he's going to die. Matthew 22, 23, and then Matthew 24 and 25, the Olivet Discourse. Isn't that a fancy name? Jesus leaves him here and goes out to the Mount of Olives. He goes to the mountain, and he goes under some trees, and he starts talking. We call it the Olivet Discourse, and it sounds so theological, but he's just, he just talking, and he's on the Mount of Olives, and he's speaking to his disciples. And Matthew 24 and 25 is one of the most amazing portion of scriptures, uh, Matthew 24 and 25 and the parallels with it, okay, uh, Mark 13 and Luke 21, I believe. 
you know, as a matter of fact, I think after we get done with this little thematic look at some things, we'll probably jump into that and look and see what it says because he is telling them, he's really answering questions. Disciples would ask him uh, either two or three questions, depends on how you view it, and he's answering those questions. So he goes out and he speaks and he gives them insight. While that is going on, on this same day right here, is when Judas uh, makes a covenant with the high priest. When Judas determines that he is going to offer up the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this is also the same two days when uh, a day when Peter and John uh, go in and start to prepare for the Passover meal. You know, preparing for a Passover meal was not just a uh, a one-off type of thing. You couldn't just go in two hours before. You had to spend a day or two or three, and it actually became quite an event <clears throat> over a period of time just getting ready for the Passover meal. But uh, let's jump over to one more passage I want us to look at here. When Jesus speaks, Matthew 22, 23, he's talking a lot in parables. Okay, He's speaking forth in parables. Matthew 23, he's talking right to the face of the scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites, as he calls them. He leaves, he goes to the, down uh, to the Mount of Olives. When he gets to the Mount of Olives, he must have been saying something along the way. Because then the disciples come up and ask him. And over in Luke, it tells us exactly who they were. But the disciples come up and ask him. They say, Lord, when will these things occur? And what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? They ask him, you know, that simple question. Jesus begins to answer and goes on for two solid chapters in Matthew in red letter, answering those questions. He had been speaking about things that were to come. He was speaking about what was happening to him. He looks at them and literally just says this in Matthew 26. It says, when Jesus had finished all these words, so that's Matthew 22, 23, 24, 25. 22, 23 took place in Jerusalem around the temple, 24 and 25, the Mount of Olives. When Jesus had finished saying these words, he said to his disciples, you know that after two days the Passover is coming and the Son of Man is to be handed over for crucifixion. He had been telling them all along, uh, okay, here's what's going to happen. We're going to Jerusalem, and I'm going to be have some things happen to me. But they were having a hard time believing it. He was getting more and more and more direct. Previously, he said, yes, the Son of Man must be lifted up. And in the same way that you see in John 3, uh, that I'll be lifted up, in the same way that uh, uh, the banner was lifted up before the children of Israel when they got serpent bit, that type of thing. But now he's pointing directly. He says, you know I'm going to be crucified in two days. Again, the timing gets interesting because in our mind we think, okay, today is one. Tomorrow is one day. The next day is uh, two days. No, in their mindset, today is day one. Tomorrow is two. So he's saying what? Tomorrow I'm going to be crucified. You do know that, right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the impact and the things that happen? So after speaking all this to them, he gets up and he returns to Bethany, as was his habit. He'll come back again the next day. Again, take all this, read the scripture on your own. Take it before the Lord. Say, Lord, what are you speaking to me? And ask him and he will speak to you. Again, I'm Dale and I thank you so much for joining with me. I'll see you again next time. <music>